The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you, May 17th, 7 a.m. It's David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, let me start out right now just by saying to you, Brenda, Yes. bless you. (laughs) Thank you very much. I saw a big sneeze over there. I got a couple, and I like to sneeze a couple good ones in the morning. It it just makes me feel alive. Well, let me say (laughs) I'm happy I'm over here and not in there. I did let it it go pretty wide open. The door shut, so I just... Let that sneeze right on out. I didn't even try to cover it up, so you sorry and I, about that. No, that's okay. <laughs> you, you and I pulled up the same day or the same time this morning, and uh, we both said, we smell, it's like, it's very sweet smelling out it's here. Flowers. flowers. I wonder if it's the pollen that's just kind of getting that. Uh, yeah. Getting my nose tickled a little bit. Definitely is for me this time of year. May, May June. That's that's the sweet spot, yeah. if you will, for my allergies. Once once Fourth of July gets here, boom, good. I'm good to go at that point. So yeah, all right. But so. it is a little sweet. But anyway, bless you. Thank you. Uh, I'm not going to leave people in suspense any longer. Please tell us how things turned out. For I you. know people have been waiting all night long. <laughs> We've been praying to for hear you. the final results, and just let me tell you right now, no cavities. <gasps> You were good at brushing and flossing, David. That's what they told me. They good said, job. my goodness, your teeth look so good for not being here for a while. So I said, thank you. I appreciate that. I do the flossing. I do the brushing. I, t- I make an effort. Good. Yeah, thank you. Yes. So You did better than I because it wasn't, but I think a month and a half ago, two months ago, I was at the dentist and yeah. they said, Brenda, you have a cavity. Ooh. And I went, what? what? Yeah. And it was actually a cavity that was forming under a filling that I had. It was lifting, which I don't mind having to go back in and get it done because what they did is they took out the old silver filling Mm -hmm. I had, got the tooth kind of, you know, what was going on the cavity out of there. And then they put that a white composite. Now they don't use that silver filling anymore. Mm -hmm. So you don't see silver. You know, I had a big silver filling back there. Nope. It's all gone. It's white now. Oh, very nice. So it was kind of a win-win for me. You kind of miss the silver though? No, (laughs) I don't. I I mean, nobody's looking back. I mean, I see it when I floss. I'm the only one that knows, but it's kind of nice to not have that silver in my head anymore. So, but I'll tell you what, since then, every day I floss, brush in the morning and every night. That's very good to do. It's important to take care of your teeth. I only had one issue. And uh, I I learned this phrase yesterday because I didn't really know it was a phrase, but I guess this is a phrase in the dental world. I have what is known as a food trap. A food trap. A food trap. So you know what that is? Is that literally like maybe like an indentation or something? Well, it's on one of my back molars. There's a little gap there between the two teeth. And so food will get stuck in there. Okay. And so I got to be diligent about Flossing that out. Make sure you get it get out that, of there. Yeah. So, because it gets, it can get irritated if you don't get the food out. So, <laughs> okay. 
Hey, I will keep that? that all in mind. Yes. You know, speaking of dental work, now I'm not sure why. I, I actually do know why. So when I was a teenager, I had orthodontia mm-hmm. in my mouth. Silver headgear. I mean, I had the works. Right. Nothing stayed very well. And I'm like, well, that's all right. They Things move around. Uh, our son uh, decided, um, and he didn't decide. He was, we'll just say, uh, profoundly. Mm-hmm secure with the way his teeth look now so no nor no he does uh, not want to have braces well good for him okay i said i will (laughs) so a couple of weeks ago uh and i've been trying to test out different ways to do this i got the invisalign right yes exactly to try to straighten out my teeth sure so what i have figured out is i can't speak well enough on the morning show with both trays in so yeah they gave me permission to take one of them out so that way you really don't notice Ah, very good so but yeah yeah, in six months time (laughs) it'll be a new smile for me that's what i saw flying out of your mouth when you sneezed earlier was (laughs) that invisalign my teeth right across the room it was just my tray. Okay, well, that's 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 kind of the new thing now, the Invisalign, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, it's probably not that new, but that's kind of the way to go. You don't see it really. Nope, not really. Yeah. I don't think anybody's, none of you are looking at me very strangely going, Ugh, <laughs> Ew, get that, that. You, with something that? up in yes. there between your teeth, Brenda. <laughs> okay, well, that's all for dental talk today. Thanks for okay, joining that's us. That's two days. Yes. Yesterday was toothpaste. Today was cavities <laughs> and teeth. That's right. So what do you have coming up? Well, David, you know, there was nothing the state of Oregon could do when SNAP benefits were lost to those skimming frauds. Well, now nearly a dozen states have approved a refund to victims, and that includes okay. Oregon. I'll tell you how to get okay. your refund on that. And what an apartment fire yesterday. Oh, my goodness. How did we not talk about this? I know. it. just amazing. Well, we will in the news coming okay. up. Okay. Well, we got a great show ahead for you on this Wednesday morning. We're going to start things with Vic- Ricky Vasquez, House of Cards. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Turn around. I 
Ricky Vasquez and House of Cards. It's 710 at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this beautiful, beautiful Wednesday morning. Well, you know, it's going to be beautiful this weekend, Jesuit High School. Oh, yeah. Because it's going to be filled with runners, CYO's track and field championships. We'll talk about that after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. Spring is in bloom at Mater Dei Radio, and with the warming weather comes a wide variety of exciting Catholic events. Plug into all this family fun through the Hail Mary Media app. From parish festivals to spiritual retreats, you'll find it all on a community calendar that integrates directly into your car's mapping program. Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app also brings you powerful spiritual resources, including Liturgy of the Hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, a customized schedule of all your prayer reminders, a stream of Mater Dei Radio's live broadcasts, podcast of all our original programming, including shows only available on the app, videos, Catholic news, and more. Download it all today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MatraDayRadio.com for more details. Spring into holiness and get the Hail Mary Media app now from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, will it be another 90-degree day today? We could be getting close. Yeah, we have a full day of sunshine. Temperature's going to be riding, rising right up to about that 90-degree mark. We may hit it, go over a degree perhaps. Then overnight, we're going to cool down to 63 degrees. I always like to open the windows yeah. when it gets to be about that temperature. Then tomorrow, uh, warm air, but we are going to stay in the upper 80s. And then we're going to start a kind of a cool down over the next few days. By Sunday afternoon, high is going to be back into the lower 70s wow. for the day. So that should set up for a very beautiful weekend. It sure should. Uh, 61 degrees at Our Lady of Sorrows Church in Portland. And it is 60 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. In action. Time to check in with the Catholic Youth Organization. Well, it has been a great season, and this weekend, the Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization puts a bow on its popular track and field program with the Meet of Champions at Jesuit High School. Joining Monterey Radio this morning with all of the details is CYO's Track and Field Director, Sean Ryan. Hey, good morning, Sean. Great to talk to you again. Good morning, David. How are you today? Doing very well. Thank you so much. Hey, first I wanted to say we had a chance to meet uh, just several weeks ago. You were here volunteering, answering phones for our spring share So thank you so much for doing that. Oh, you're welcome. You know, the, everybody I got to talk to was so nice. It's uh it's wonderful to just be able to reach out to other Catholics in the area and uh, share something. Yeah, no, that was it's, great. It's awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was great to meet you and great to talk to you again this morning. And uh, here we are into the track and field season, the meet of champions on Saturday. So just overall, how did the season go? You know, it was an incredibly fast season. Usually we have Easter kind of falls somewhere in the middle of the season, kind of breaks it up. This year, Easter came 
and then we had track and field. And so it was a great season. It was a lot of fun. It just went super, super fast. So leading up to the championships, uh, give us an idea of what four developmental meets. Is that right? Yeah, so we had four developmental meets. We had three sites this year, Liberty out in Hillsboro and then Valley Catholic and LaSalle. And uh, at each one of those sites, we uh, we kind of tried to keep the numbers close to even. So just about 350 kids per site um, every weekend since the uh, 15th of April. Excellent. And then so how many participants overall? I mean, uh, I know it's a good number. Yeah, we were, we were right at 1,360 kids this year, which is up a little bit from last year. And obviously, coming out of COVID, we're hoping to continue to build. Uh, my, my long-term plan is to try to get to about 1,700 or 1,800, and hopefully we can include Seton Catholic in our uh, being able to have some meets across the river in Vancouver so we can get all of those parishes involved fantastic and so you've already had one championship right uh the uh, roadrunners the roadrunners are a little third and fourth graders it was a great meet we had two we have east and west so our west is uh, held at valley catholic and then the east is held at la salle uh had a fantastic well almost too warm weather yeah uh, listening to the weather report this weekend it sounds it's like it's going to be perfect weather for the meet of champions our 3,000 kids will be able to go off and uh, run that early in the morning when it'll be nice and cool, and uh, we won't be having to have to worry about heat strokes too much. I <laughs> yes. was a little concerned last weekend. Yeah, I, I watched, uh, it was the a little bit of the Pac-12 championships. Uh, that was down in oh. Sacramento, and on that one day I watched, the, I was watching some of them run the 5,000 meters, and it was hot, and it's just like, boy, when they were done, they, they were definitely feeling it. So uh, it's good to see it going to be a little cooler this weekend. So with the Roadrunners Championships, uh, do you have some results, some of the teams? We do. We actually, we have, uh, we go first place, where we award results to uh, the teams. And our West Side girls, um, St. Anthony's won. Uh, and the uh, West Side boys, West Hills Christian. Um, and then on the East Side, Our Lady of the Lake girls won. And then the uh, Holy Family boys were able to to uh, pull out a victory. And that was a very, that was the closest of all of it was the East Side boys. I think it was eight points separating the two. And in track and field, that's not much. Yeah, so that's... It was very nice to. Uh, it was exciting meet. It was an exciting meet all the way around. So, for the third and fourth graders, what are some of the events they're participating in with the championships? So, we, there. Well, okay. The answer to that question is they run the one hundred meter. Yep. The two hundred meter, the four and the eight and the fifteen hundred meter. We don't. They do not run a three thousand meter at mm-hmm. that age. Uh, just we don't feel it's developmentally appropriate. Sure. And then um, we do shot put, javelin, and long jump with them. But again, high jump's not developmentally appropriate yet, so we don't have the third and fourth graders do that. Right. We like to be able to have them hit the pad before they start jumping. So. Exactly. And and when you <laughs> when you say javelin too, it's not the what you would consider the long metal javelin. It's a little different. So we, with the Third and fourth graders, we use a turbo jab, which is basically a Nerf javelin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as they get older and they do the cub and the cadet, we go to an implement called a fin flyer, which is 
not as large. Um, it's more shaped like an actual javelin, but it does have blunted points and things like that to help keep it a little safer. Right, exactly. Again, speaking with Sean Ryan, he's the director of track and field for the Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization. As they wrap up the season this weekend, Jesuit High School, the meet of champions. It's it's a really exciting event. The place is usually packed, and it's it's exciting. I mean, my daughters participated in it, and uh, it, it's it's really, if you've never been to it, it's exciting. It is. It's very exciting. Um, I am looking forward to this well this year being the director and being able to kind of hopefully step back and just look rather than being a participant or a coach within it um so it's we will be packed we open the gates at uh i think it's 7 30 a.m on saturday and 12 30 on sunday at jesuit uh, there is an entry fee it's five dollars for adults one dollar for school-aged children Anybody that's not school-aged gets to come in with mom and dad. Um, we, are, we will be starting with, at 8.30 on Saturday with a parade of schools. Um, we'll probably, we're going to try to do that alphabetically, but when working with youth, sometimes it doesn't <laughs> always work the way you want it to. I hear you. Um, <laughs> and then um, we'll start right off with a 3,000-meter run, and... Uh, Get going from there. Uh, we will have three. We'll have one heat of roadrunners because some of our roadrunners did qualify to come up to the meet of champions. Oh, okay. Um, in a lot of our in a lot of the events, um, and then the Cubs and Cadets. A lot of what we do on Saturday is preliminaries, and then we run a finals on Sunday. Um, and of course. None of our events start before 1 o'clock on Sunday. Right. And again, if you've never gone to it and you want to see some excitement, it is a lot of fun. Believe me, the $5 is worth the price of admission because there's a lot of activity, a lot of excitement, and a lot of uh, just great camaraderie amongst the schools, amongst the athletes, the participants, and uh you couldn't really spend a better weekend if you if you love track and field and you want to see some great meets and some really talented kids too. Uh, we have, I believe, four CYO records that are really legitimately up for being broken this weekend. Yep. So uh, those will be our announcer will will make sure that everybody knows that there's potential that this that these things could fall. Uh, there is. One particular young man from um, St. John Apostle, mm -hmm. very, very exciting to watch. I'm sure a lot of the high school programs out there are like, we want him. Yeah. He's <laughs> very, very exciting to watch. Um, but all of our races are just, especially as we get into the faster heats, they're so close and they're so exciting to watch. And I am... I'm just thrilled to be part of this right yeah. now. It's just there's so much going on, and to watch, I mean, track and field is something that I just love, and just to watch all of the kids with a smile on their face. And the beautiful thing about CYO, and I have, I have said this since I was running CYO, is that with these kids that participate here, they walk in the door at whatever Catholic high school they choose to go to, yep. 
and they know people mm-hmm. and they've known people since they were in third grade. And it's not the kids they went to school with. It's the kids they participated in CYO sports. Uh, that is fantastic. Again, it's the meet of champions, CYO's meet of champions coming up this weekend, Jesuit high school, Sean Ryan. He is the director of track and field for CYO. Sean, great to talk with you. Have a great weekend. It's going to be a great event. Thank you, David. Looking forward to it. All right. God bless. And it is 724 here at Mater Day Radio. And if you are headed to the Meet of Champions with one of your kids who qualified, be ready to get a sweatshirt. Yes. you got to buy a sweatshirt when you're there. They've got great gear. Yeah. They do. Oh, for sure. Well, if you want to listen to more about that CYO event or any of our podcasts that we've done, interviews, David's done interviews with CYO, head over to our webpage, materdayradio.com. You can find all of our locally produced shows, The Morning Blend, plus our interviews put into separate podcasts. You can find that again at materdayradio.com and also access them on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 726 in Mater Day Radio. I-405 shut down yesterday due to a huge apartment fire. We'll have the details in the news. Yeah, that was quite a mess. Mm. I want to know more about that, too. And there was nothing the state of Oregon could do when SNAP benefits were lost to skimming fraud. Now nearly a dozen states have approval to refund victims. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is the new one from Dupree. Meet me on the mountain. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. If you want to have faith Hands up If you want to be saved Let's go up high where they can hear us And take up your cross and be fearless Come with me We're all gonna sing Meet me on the mountain Yeah, we're all gonna sing Shout it to the rooftop 
It's 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news this morning, well, it was quite the fire in southwest Portland's Goose Hollow neighborhood yesterday. Firefighters responding to a four-alarm blaze at an old apartment building around 10 a.m. It forced the closure of nearby I-405 throughout the afternoon. Thanks to the quick work of Portland Fire and Rescue, all of the occupants at the 60-unit building got out safely. Fire causes unknown at this time, but the blaze appears to have started on the third floor and jumped to the fourth, according to Portland Fire. There were multiple explosions, and one firefighter was hit by flying glass. But despite a cut on his forehead, he was able to continue to work. Because the structure is so old, fire officials are concerned about the fire-gutted structure collapsing. I saw one of the video on the news when one of the explosions took place Uh on the top floor, and it just blew out the top windows. It was amazing to see how something like that, you know, kind of like the gas builds up and then just... Boom. Goes. Yeah, you know, they pulled all the firefighters out early because okay. they, they knew, yeah. It was not looking this good. This is not good. We're not staying in here. And so they just basically were around the perimeter 
feeding water on it okay. just in trying to get it out. To, and probably, and mostly importantly, not get letting it spread to exactly. other areas because yeah. you know how tight oh. those those buildings e- e- are. Exactly. Did it say how many apartments were in the building? 60 units. 60. Yeah. Six zero. Six zero. Oh, yeah. man. So, yeah, fortunate. No yeah. one hurt. Now, uh, we saw this story break uh, in the afternoon. We had started follow it. We knew 405 was closed, which is exactly the way that I need to get <laughs> yeah. home. So you guys kind of helped me reroute mm-hmm. ways that I could get around. And it was funny. Just And it was about a little after 2, 2.15, something like that when I left. And I'm listening to local news uh, and traffic. And right as I was crossing over to start that route, yeah. I heard that 405 had been reopened. Oh, so good. I made a quick little turnaround and and got on the road. I was able to get across the bridge quickly enough, but I-5 was really backed up yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I think just because of how everybody was having to reroute, sure. uh, it was a little bit of a mess. So it was still uh, the better part of an hour for me to get home mm-hmm. yesterday. But glad everyone was safe. I yeah. think I saw a picture of firemen rescuing people out of the building carrying a dog. A dog, too. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, U.S. bishops say federal regulators with the Food and Drug Administration should reject proposed over-the-counter use of oral contraceptives. They echo other critics who say the drug side effects mean patients should have physician supervision while taking the drug. Bishop Robert Barron of Winona, Rochester, and chairman of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee on Lady, Marriage, Family Life, and Youth said on May 15th, it is concerning that the FDA has a recommendation before it to approve over-the-counter hormonal contraception when there is strong evidence of the many harmful risks to women's health. An advisory panel to the FDA on May 10th unanimously voted to recommend approval of the O-Pill birth control pill for over-the-counter availability. A final decision is expected this summer. Now, in November of last year, the USCCB joined the National Catholic Bioethics Center, the Catholic Medical Association, and the National Association of Catholic Nurses to oppose over-the-counter ability availability of the drug. Well, again, it is a reminder of just how careful you need to be when playing in or near the ocean on a warm, sunny day. Officials from the Cannon Beach Fire District on the Oregon coast say that a Beaverton High School student who lost his life on Friday was wading knee-deep in the water when he was hit by a wave and pulled out to sea by an intense rip current, unable to make it back to shore. Two of his friends were able to escape the water, and a third was saved by a rescue swimmer. Uh, Rip currents are a frequent cause of emergency calls to the Cannon Beach Fire District. Officials there say children should never be alone. They should be in arm's reach of their parents and everyone, even adults, should be paired with someone else if planning to enter the water. Good phrase to remember, when in doubt, don't go out. So if you find yourself caught in rip current, you should stay calm. Don't fight the current, according to officials. Instead, swim parallel to the shore until you are out of the current then swim back to shore or at least float and tread water until a rescue person Mm -hmm. can come and get you out. So again, at first I thought that the uh, teens were swimming. They weren't. They were just waiting. Waiting. When they were hit by the wave and pulled them out. You just cannot be overly cautious when down at the ocean and just 
prayers for all of them. A senior ready to start, you know, life in college. He had plans to go ahead and we just pray for his soul, his family, Mm -hmm. and for his classmates who were mourning, trying to celebrate the end of a year now having this sorrow. Well, starting later this month, Oregon will be replacing SNAP or food stamp benefits stolen due to skimming fraud. Now, until now, the state has declined to reimburse low-income families. Fraudsters are stealing the food stamp benefits by secretly installing devices on ATM readers that copy the card numbers and PIN numbers and send them back to thieves who then create fake cards and drain accounts. This so-called skimming can be devastating to households already struggling to make ends meet, especially because states like Oregon have declined to reimburse victims. Well, late last year, Congress approved a spending bill that allows food stamp or SNAP recipients to be reimbursed for stolen benefits. Now, more than a dozen states, including Oregon, have approval to begin refunding victims. Now, Oregon will begin replacing SNAP benefits for victims of skimming fraud on May 22nd. Now, the state will reimburse those losses going all the way back to October 1st of 2022. Benefits stolen before that date will not be replaced. So people who had benefits stolen due to skimming should request replacement benefits immediately. Mm -hmm. And in sports, it was an exciting night for Portland Trailblazers fans. The NBA held its lottery show to determine the team's rankings in the upcoming draft. And the Portland Trailblazers will pick third. We are number three. Number three on the selection. So I think I read there was like a just a 10% chance that they would get the top pick. Okay. And so they ended up getting the third pick. So now you can let the speculation begin. Many feel Portland will use the high pick to trade, trade that pick for veteran players with another team rather than make a third pick selection. Interesting. For like, you know, get a rookie, but they're thinking, nah, they might use that because it's a pretty high pick. So right. they might use that to get more players with some veterans there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, number one pick goes to the San Antonio Spurs. They get the top pick. Second pick, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, speaking of the NBA, the Western Conference Finals got underway last night with Denver hosting Los Angeles, and it was the Nuggets getting the Game 1 win over the Lakers, 132-126, to Game 2 Thursday night in Denver. Eastern Conference Finals get started tonight with the Boston Celtics hosting the Miami Heat. Well, as Notre Dame de Paris continues to be restored on track for its late 2024 reopening, the faithful had taken to sharing images of the iconic French cathedral's bells in anticipation of hearing them ring through France's capital once more. Now, an image was taken years ago, and it shows nine of the bells arranged in size order, with the largest dwarfing the men in the procession. Now, many may not know, however, that each bell bears a name and also inscriptions that relates to the monikers. And some of them allude to saints and biblical figures, while others pay homage to influential Catholics of France. But each one is a unique piece of French cultural history that will be replaced in the Monument Church after cleaning and restoration. Ah. 
So here they are in okay. order. I'm anxious to hear these names. Yes. The largest bell named Emmanuel. Okay. Nice. It's easy to notice that this bell looks a bit older and less shiny than the rest. This is because it is the only of Notre Dame's bell to have survived the French Revolution. Wow. It's an old bell. That's an old bell. Emmanuel. Okay. Followed by that is Marie, and it's inscribed with the Hail Mary in French. This bell... Comes in about 13,000 pounds. Mm. Okay. Then comes Gabriel, named for the archangel. Sure. And Genevieve, the mother of Mary and St. Genevieve. Then Dennis comes along. He was a bishop of Paris. And Marcel, who was also a bishop of Paris. Did you say Dennis? Dennis. Dennis. St. Dennis. Dennis the Bell. (laughs) Yeah. I never never would have guessed that one, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Marcel, uh, also a bishop. And then Etienne is in there. Now, for me, that really struck a bell because, no pun intended, Archbishop Etienne. It's spelled the exact same way as the Archbishop of Seattle. Yeah, right. Etienne is French. For Stephen. Oh, okay. The bell's named after St. Stephen. Sure. Okay, up next is the most recently named bell on the list. It is Benoit Joseph, which pays tribute to Pope Benedict mm-hmm. under his birth name, Joseph Ratzinger. And then bringing up the end is Maurice, another bishop of Paris. And then finally, little Jean-Marie. Uh-huh. That is named for Cardinal Jean-Marie Lustinger. This final bell... Just a mere 1,700 pounds. Now, I did a little calculations because in the article from Alatea, you can go to and see the the bells in procession in right. church. All together, just over 63,900 pounds. Mm. That's 32 tons of bells yeah. just in those majors. And then, of course, there are racks of the smaller bells also that right. make up the whole bell tower. Can you imagine hoisting yes. and supporting 32 tons of brass? You're going to need a uh, bigger crane. We're going to need a big boat, too. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. <laughs> and on Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m. is Ascension Thursday Sung Mass at Holy Rosary Church in Portland. All are invited to attend a Misa Cantata according to the Dominican Rite in honor of the Feast of the Ascension of the Lord. And remember, you can find details. Just go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Deacon Justin joins us next. Going to talk about the priesthood right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? 
Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And it is 7.44 at Mater Dei Radio. Sunny day today could be 90 degrees again. Increasing clouds tonight, low of 63. And then for Thursday, Mostly sunny, a high of 87, a little cooler on Friday, 85. I'm liking the uh, trajectory of the temperatures. They're just kind of easing back into, I think, what we would consider normal springtime weather around here. Definitely. Well, currently it is 61 degrees at St. Francis Catholic Church out in Banks. And 57 degrees at St. Thomas More Newman Center in Eugene. Well, in our politically charged world, the debate over the restriction of ordination to men alone, well, too often focuses on the political rather than the theological. Now, the churches condemned discrimination based on sex and spoke profoundly of the unique gifts that women offer our church. But still, the church will not, more importantly, cannot change its position on reserving holy orders to men. Well, joining me this morning to help us understand more Deacon Justin Echeverria, he's joining us during his pastoral year at Christ the King Church in Milwaukee. Good morning, Deacon Justin. Thanks for joining us again this week. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So the male priesthood, we've never known anything other than that. Mm -hmm. Is there, though, a time or a tradition in church history where women were ordained to the priesthood? Yeah, it's a great question. And uh, I also want to give a shout out because this this question came up to me from some of the kids at Christ the King, particularly one of the sixth graders and a couple of second graders. I welcome questions. Um, Historically speaking, we have no record of any woman being ordained uh, that we know of. So never a time in our Catholic church history. And we believe that the Orthodox also followed that line. Coptic Orthodox, they also have only a male priesthood. Mm-hmm. So looking at our own history, and, and we know sure. that over 2,000 years, things look a little differently. You know, mm-hmm. in our modern churches today, we understand scripture better and translation mm-hmm. better. Uh, so in what ways does the church use, both biblically and in our understanding of uh, inside of the catechism of the Catholic Church, how have our popes then upheld a male-only priesthood? No, it's a great question, uh, especially when you mentioned scripturally, we have a better understanding of, of the word of God. And that was a, a big part of the project project of Vatican II. Let's get even the way we how we listen to the readings at mass and why the readings are picked. That's from the authority of the council. Very much a, a really good influence to get get the word out to people. You know, yeah, we're not we're not sitting on the ground now and hearing um, Aramaic or Hebrew anymore on a, on a regular basis 2000 years ago. But I would like to first bring this up because, you know, people will ask, you know, why, why aren't there women priests? And at many times, it's not always, but many times it's women who ask me that question. Rightfully so. My first answer is, yes, we do have women priests. And first you're like, wait, what, what is he, where is he going with this? I was going to say, yeah, where what is he are talking they? About? So I'd like to read from the first letter of Peter, the first pope. Let's just start from the beginning. And this is 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, 
a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is from Peter. So he mentions the royal priesthood. Okay. What does that mean? So according to scripture and according to the authority of the Second Vatican Council and the teachings of the papacy, you and I, the newly baptized baby, all the way to the Holy Father, Pope Francis in Rome, we are part of what's called the baptismal priesthood, the royal priesthood that we're all called to. You're a baptized Christian. You're a baptized Catholic. You are a priest by your baptism called to sacrifice on the altar of your life to go out, to preach the word of God, to evangelize, to be a missionary people. All, everyone, man or woman, we're all priests in that way. Some could say, well, that's just semantics, right? Well, do we believe in, in both the material and the spiritual world? You know, we're bodies and souls. Okay, this is real. The royal priesthood, the spiritual baptismal priesthood that we have, that's real. It's not just fancy language. And this specifically, if you wanted to look up the, the document from Vatican II, it's Lumen Gentium, starting with number 10 in chapter 2, the people of God. Okay, for those of us who want to do the extra credit homework, you can definitely look at that up. Deacon Justin Echeverria joining us today as we have a discussion on, well, the priesthood. Okay, so there is that royal priesthood mm -hmm. now that we are all called to be by our baptism, we are mm -hmm. all part of. How does then that differ than what you as when you are ordained into the priesthood and the precept we have that celebrate mass for us on Sundays. Mm -hmm. How does that differ than what we are all called to do? Because boy, looking in many parishes across the archdiocese, mm -hmm. we look at the roles that women are taking and mm -hmm. they, there are plenty of women that are doing a lot of work within the church. Mm -hmm. So how is that? The, and, uh, they, we can be that part of the church, but not part of the church that serves at the altar. Yes. So while I am part of the royal priesthood by my baptism in May of 1992, <laughs> I am called and my brothers who are training, being formed to become priests are called to what's known as the ministerial priesthood. So the ministerial priesthood, that's where you have deacons, priests, bishops. We're called to minister to guide and to serve the royal priesthood. So sometimes even after mass, you know, someone walks by me and I'll, I'll just kind of jokingly bow my head and say, ah, oh, the royal priesthood, you know, the ah. kings and queens. And we even had a, a girl baptized, a student baptized during the school mass. Her name's Perpetua, Perpetua, named after one of the saints, one of the martyrs, mm. a female martyr, a great example of the living witness. Uh, and Monsignor Sayek said to her, you, you know, you're a queen now after she got baptized, you are royalty. She's called to that amazing priesthood. Mm. So we're called to serve. Now, why is it that you don't see in our faith a, a woman wearing the collar that I wear around my neck? Well, we can go to St. John Paul II on that one. In the beautiful document he made, a very good tool for all of us, for everyone, ministerial and royal priesthood, to refer to the catechism of the Catholic church. So it says 
and the number is 1577, who can receive the sacrament? Only a baptized man validly receives sacred ordination. Now let me pause there for a second, because I know this is a, this is a sensitive issue. It's a sensitive topic. I would not want a girl who is Catholic to think that, oh, I'm being treated poorly. The hierarchy of the church somehow looks down on me some, like some sort of totalitarian body. So it says here that only a baptized man can validly receive the sacrament. But right after this, in 1578, the number uh, paragraph after that, no one has the right to receive the sacrament of holy orders. So a baptized Catholic man cannot presume, oh, because I'm a man, I can be a priest. Hmm. You wouldn't want that guy to be a priest. That's almost like a... This might sound a little strong, almost like this w ambitious, power-seeking kind of thing. Right, okay. And the priesthood is not about power. We are, we are, we're, we're called to be servants. That's why it's a blessing that the first degree of holy orders is deacon. When you become ordained a priest, you don't stop being a deacon. Your foundation, your you know, remember where you came from, your roots, is service. You're a servant. So you can't just presume... That like, oh, I can just I can just be a priest. No, not all men become priests. Some become permanent deacons, but that also takes prayer and discernment, not not a, not some sort of like, well, I can do it because I'm a man. We are also all other men are called to be husbands, fathers. You know, it's not uh, it's not it should not presumption is a, is a big sin. <laughs> you mm -hmm. don't want to presume like, oh, it's it's pride. It's 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 it's, you know, it's it's arrogant. And we're we're led in our church, especially in our local church, you know, by, by, by good men like Archbishop Sample. And in my case with Monsignor Syak at Christ the King. Now to get a little further as to, okay, great. But why, why can't women do it? That's a really good question. And I think that is, is where people are going at. Ooh, mm -hmm. Why can't women do this? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a great question to start with in our next half hour. Deacon, it's been wonderful talking with you, but I am up against my break. Please stay with me through the break so we can continue our discussion. Sounds great. And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. It's David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Wednesday morning. It's great having Deacon Justin on. Kind of a regular appearance now. Oh, it's really wonderful. And he just, I can tell, is so enthusiastic about sharing these questions. I think these are a lot of questions he yeah. gets from the school children at Christ the King. So he's like, well, if they have those questions, I know their parents do probably also. All right, stay with us. We got the second part coming up. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. 
the bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. This is Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Please join Modern Day Radio and the Archdiocese of Portland Office of Vocations as we unite in prayer with all young men and women to know their vocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you have created me to know, love, and serve you. I know there are many ways in life to fulfill this calling, but of them all there is one way, especially for me, by which I will become a saint. Help me to desire what you desire for me, and I pray that you send the Holy Spirit into my mind, heart, and soul, so that I will have the courage to follow you in all things. Mary, my mother, help me to say yes to God's will as you did. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, help me to love as you love. If it is your will that I am called to serve you as a priest or consecrated person, give me the grace and strength to follow you with joy to the end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, who knew there would be a battle over Taco Tuesday? <gasps> what? Yeah, we'll tell you about that in the news. All right. Well, the Space Needle getting a new coat of paint and a new color. Mm. I'll tell you about this coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. It's more or less expected for someone who grew up in a poor family to want to rise above the station of their birth. It's rather unexpected to find someone with the attitude of today's saint, Pascal Bailon, who was perfectly satisfied being poor. Pascal was born in central Spain in 1540. Since he was born on the Feast of Pentecost, he was named after Pascua de Pentecosta, following the custom of the area. His parents were poor peasants, but very faithful people, and they taught him and and his siblings the love of God. Before he was 10 years old, he started work as a shepherd so he could make a little money for his family. He was unfailingly honest, and whenever the sheep caused damage to someone's crops under his watch, he would take from his own meager income to compensate the owners. He was a positive influence on many of his childhood friends who recognized his virtue and behaved better when he was around. Pascal had no school books, but he had received from a neighbor a book titled Little Office of the Blessed Virgin Mary. He desperately wanted to be able to read it, 
So he asked anyone who passed by to recite a line or two from the book. In giving him some small instructions, he slowly learned to read and write. In time, Pascal met a man named John Aparicio, a fellow shepherd who became a good friend of his. They would often meet in the mornings to talk. And one day, Pascal told his friend that he wished to quit his job and enter into religious life. John encouraged this idea and recommended many popular monasteries in their part of the country that he could visit. However, Pascal thought these well-known monasteries were much too grand for him. He said in response, I was born poor and I'm resolved to die in poverty and penance. In spite of this proclamation, Pascal did, at 18 years old, try to join the Franciscans. But when he first went to their door, he was turned away. The monks refused him because they feared he was still too young and rash and would not do well in their order. Pascal was not too disappointed. Content to go where God led him, he returned to the life of a shepherd for a time. He would try again when he was 24 years old and be accepted as a religious brother. In the years to come, Pascal proved his devotion to God and those in his community. He performed even the simplest tasks with joy, cooking, cleaning, and attending to those who were sick and destitute. When he was not performing these duties, he dedicated hours in silent meditation and prayer, sometimes spending entire nights before the altar. Those within the order encouraged him to become a priest, but Pascal did not feel called to that position and chose to remain a humble friar. Though he was loved by the poor and visited by many who asked for his wisdom, he avoided drawing attention to himself as much as possible. He died in 1592 at 52 years old. A number of miracles were attributed to him both before and after his death, and the popular devotion to him led to his canonization in 1690. When things are going well and we receive unexpected blessings, it's easy to give thanks to God. It's much harder, but just as worthwhile to thank him in times when we have less, for giving us the chance to find happiness in simple things. St. Pascal Bailon, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news, the Pope dedicated his entire general audience on May 17th to share the story of the daring 16th century saint who risked his life to travel to what was then considered the unknown ends of the world. Pope Francis said that St. Francis Xavier is considered the greatest missionary of modern times. One of the first Jesuit priests, Xavier brought the message of Christ to India, the distant islands of the Indonesian archipelago, and Japan. Pope Francis said the love of Christ was the strength that drove him to the furthest frontiers with constant toil and danger, overcoming setbacks, disappointments, and discouragement. And the Pope added, may St. Francis Xavier, who did great things in such poverty and with such courage, give us some of this zeal. Now, midway through his general audience, Pope Francis interrupted the proceedings to answer a cell phone call. While it is a rare occurrence to see the Pope using a cell phone, it's not the first time that's taken a call during his general audience. Interesting. Forgot to silence the phone, maybe. Excuse me just for a minute. I have to take this. Yeah. We'll wait, Pope (laughs) Francis. We'll wait. That's fine. Well, after years of explosive growth during the pandemic, Home Depot's revenues during the first quarter fell short of expectations and the company cut its profit and sales outlook for the year. Home Depot on Tuesday projected its first decline in annual revenue since 2009. 
That's uh, when you had the aftermath of the bursting of the housing bubble and the financial crisis. Home Depot CEO Ted Decker said after three years of unprecedented growth for their sector, they expected that fiscal year 2023 would be a year of moderation for the home improvement market. Decker said weak sales were mostly due to lumber deflation and bad weather, particularly in its western division, which had to contend with extreme weather in California. Home Depot said shoppers are also restraining from purchasing bigger, more expensive appliances. Well, some special guests ascended to the top of the Space Needle on Tuesday morning to begin the process of repainting Seattle's most iconic landmark. The Space Needle is returning to astronaut white after it was painted its original original galaxy gold Mm. for the 60th anniversary celebration last year now the space needle was originally painted astronaut white orbital olive and re-entry red topped with the galaxy gold when it opened to the public april 22nd 1962 the space needle was painted galaxy gold in april of last year to kick off its 60th anniversary according to space needle officials the final paint colors were in line with the 21st century theme of the world's fair including galaxy gold for the sunburst and pagoda roof now along with several of top fundraisers from the annual base to space charity chair a stair climb yeah. There's a lot of stairs to go up there. Sure. Local mascots, Mariner Moose and Bowie from the Seattle Kraken, were on hand to celebrate. Nice. Have you ever been in the Space Needle? Oh, the absolute top Sunday brunch I have ever had in my entire life. Really? Atop the Space Needle. Wow. It was fabulous. I mean, it was Fabulous. Talk about a high-end meal. But I went to the uh, restroom, I think, with our daughter, Alyssa. She was little, little at the time. Came back, couldn't find my table because it (laughs) It turns. turns. That's right. Yeah, interesting. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos, no need to ask why. Just open your mouth. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, So you probably have heard of Taco Tuesday. For sure. Pretty common phrase. But do you know who actually owns the rights to the phrase? That would be Taco John's, the chain Taco John's. Yeah, that's something that Taco Bell wants to change. So yesterday, Taco Bell filed a petition with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office to cancel the trademark because Taco Bell claims the commonly used phrase should be freely available to all who make, sell, eat, and celebrate tacos. So since Taco John's owns the trademark, other restaurants and companies must seek permission to use Taco (laughs) Tuesday in branding and advertising. So Taco Tuesday was coined by Taco John's in the early 1980s to increase sales with a 99-cent deal for two tacos on its slowest day of the week, Tuesday. It worked, and the sales turned around at the restaurant so much that the owner of the original Taco John's, he shared it with other Taco John's franchise owners. Taco Bell says, no, it's too common. You can't keep it as a trademark, but we'll see about that. That'll be interesting. Because if we can't use Taco Tuesday, it's going to be like... 
the day we eat tacos, which then everybody's going to go, well, apparently that's today. So interesting. So every time you use Taco Tuesday, I'm turning you in. Okay. Yeah. I'll put a penny in the coin jar. (laughs) Well, a private-public partnership designed to commit more resources to skilled trade development reached a major milestone Tuesday when a new skilled trade center opened on the campus of Evergreen High School in Vancouver. Now, Evergreen has a strong career and technical education program for years, but now a new large facility that will allow for the construction of tiny homes and other projects It's ready for use. Building industry leaders who were present Tuesday are hoping programs such as the one at Evergreen will lead to more skilled workers in the future. That was the goal of Douglas Green, who donated a substantial amount of money to buy the steel building for the center. He offered to do so a couple of years ago under the condition that Evergreen Public Schools back the project by designing the interior and a promise to support the facility with proper equipment. Danny Orantia, the principal at Evergreen, said the -the state-of-the-art facility is a commitment to meaningful hands-on learning experience and vocational training. I mean, think about this, too. These students are learning a skill, construction, electricity, plumbing, create a tiny home that's then able to help a a person, maybe someone living on the street that can afford something like that. It's just a win all around. In sports, college baseball, University of Portland put the hurt to Oregon State last night in Corvallis in a midweek contest. Pilots scored five runs in the first two innings and never looked back, beating the Beavers 14-8. to Portland racked up 20 hits on the evening and boosted its overall record to 27-20. and Pilots have one more West Coast Conference Series at San Francisco beginning tomorrow afternoon. Next week, the WCC tournament begins Oregon State is done with Pac-12 play. Beavers have a three-game series with Western Carolina starting tomorrow night. Pac-12 holds its conference series, tournament series, next week as well. Well, it seems funny to think about snow, but remembering back to that record-setting blizzard in New York State last winter, I talked about a story of a tour bus of South Korean visitors uh, to the area in New York got stuck in that. And Mm. two local people, well, they helped them and brought them into their home. For two days, snowplows eventually had the Koreans on their way. Now, five months later, they're getting the chance to return the favor. Fascinated by Korean culture stemming from a love of Korean food, Alex and Andrea Campania are now in South Korea on vacation to keep the fire of that memorable snow day alive. The couple arrived on Saturday at the invitation of Korea's tourism organization. They were so overcome with the story of this couple going out, helping this tour bus, bringing all these people in. Feeding them, and yeah. in fact, the 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 tourists uh, looked through their cabinets and were amazed at what food they had that they made meals for all of them gathered. Now, the organization, though Korea Tourism, wasn't the only one who wanted to thank Alex for the uh, cross Pacific act of kindness. Because when the story went viral, following the report in the New York Times, many Korean businesses are ready to welcome them to their country to repay oh, the single act of kindness. That's nice. Yeah, uh, that's just amazing. And yeah. I think back to that and I go, I don't know that I would feel comfortable opening my doors to to a tour bus of strangers like that, but right. you know, 
when it went in need in a, this sure. dangerous situation, uh, they they did. Well, and you never know where a random act of kindness will lead. That's and right. Look at this. They're in Korea now. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday at 11 a.m., it is that diaconate ordination for the Archdiocese of Portland happening at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. All are invited to the ordination of James Ladd to the Sacred Order of Deacon through the laying on of hands and invocation of the Holy Spirit by Archbishop Sample. In fact, in this next interview coming up, the second half with Deacon Justin, he's going to talk a little bit about what? Well, James might be feeling right about now heading into his ordination. All right. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. May is the month of Mary. Celebrate our Blessed Mother by praying more with Mater Day Radio. Our powerful prayer team is waiting to hear from you so they can unite your intentions to Our Lady. Go now to the prayer page at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app or call our prayer hotline directly. 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or tap the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com. Let us pray for you. Throughout the month of May, Mater Dei Radio also honors our Blessed Mother with a series of insightful Marian reflections, her sacred mysteries that take us directly to Christ in the Holy Rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and Mater Dei Radio's three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass. May is the month of Mary, and it's a special time for more prayer at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
It's 814 at Mater Day Radio. Sunny skies today, high of 90 degrees. Some clouds overnight tonight, low of 63. Then partly sunny for Thursday, high of 87. Currently it is 58 degrees at Immaculate Heart of Mary Catholic Church in Kelso. And 58 degrees at St. Edward's Church in Lebanon. And I am back with Deacon Justin Echeverria. He's joining me today. Well, we're taking on a big topic here on the morning show, and that has to do with male priesthood. Deacon Justin serving at Christ the King, his pastoral year. Oh, with God willing and prayers for all of us, his ordination, well, in just a year's time. Uh, Deacon Justin, thanks so much for staying with us. That's great. Thanks for having me. So when we began our discussion in the first half hour, I I said in the introduction that we are so informed by our politics and things that we see on the news and women fighting for, uh, you know, their rights, rights in the workplace, in sports, Mm -hmm. in education. And Mm -hmm. so we get into this mentality like here in the United States, we should be able to do everything that a man can do. If it is our desire, well, but we don't use those political lens when we look at our faith. We have got to look through the history of the church Mm -hmm. and the theological theological view of it. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for helping us unpack this. So as we ended our last interview, we began to talk and, and kind of dive into why women are not the ones called to the priesthood, where we understand, as you mentioned, also that not every man is eligible and called to the priesthood. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if we go even deeper, scripturally speaking, when was the first priestly ordination? It was the Last Supper. It was Jesus ordaining his apostles, who were men, you know, led by St. Peter, the first pope. And traditionally speaking, when they were the first they were the first bishops, when they ordained their successors, they were men. And that line continued. So to echo St. John Paul II, we don't have the authority to ordain women. We don't have that authority. It's like, um, you think about it. I, I listened to a priest on Ascension, Ascension Presents recently, and he said, you know, everyone loves cookies and milk. Oh, yes. You know, why don't we just make the bread and wine, we replace that at mass to cookies and milk. And the way he explained it was, well, the priest could say the prayer, but it won't become the body and blood of Christ because he ordained it so that it was bread and wine. Bread and wine is what we have from Jesus that becomes the body and blood, soul and divinity of him, our Lord, which is the source and summit of our faith. That's language from Vatican II. So we don't have that authority. However, I do want to, to stress that, you know, for the dignity of women, because men and women are equal in dignity, we're made in the image and likeness of God. It should never be some sort of power struggle. We play different roles. So even if you go back to the ancient Hebrews, and this is what, what I heard from Father Mike Schmitz, actually, was that even for the ancient Hebrews, you know, the head of the family and, and, and the priest was the father. So it's not simply what does a priest do, because... If we look at that lens, then the priest comes off as just a functionary. Like anybody can go up there and hold out their hands and say these words and boom, we have the Eucharist. We have to delve into more of who the priest is. He is the father. Now, I also want to stress, we need 
mothers in the church. We need to pray for vocations to the religious life for nuns. Look at Mother Angelica on EWTN, Mother Teresa, Sister Miriam now. Amazing female figures in the church and even promoting the female saints. There's a lot. I'll just bring a couple, but usually I bring some heavy hitters. So I think of like, you know, they weren't priests and they made huge contributions in the history of the church. Think of St. Joan of Arc, a 16-year-old maid, a maiden, this, this, the maid of Orléans, as, as they would call her. She was this 16-year-old girl who commanded the French army against the English. She was a mystic, burned at the stake, and the Pope declared her a martyr for the faith. You think of St. Teresa of Avila, one of the first female doctors of the church, an amazing reformer of the Carmelites. And then, of course, St. Catherine of Siena, this, this little Italian Dominican woman who... When the papacy had moved to France during what was called the Avignon papacy, and the Pope was very politically powerful at that that time, she told the Pope, you need to go back to Rome. Peter needs to be in Rome. Mm. And eventually the papacy did move. Like she, you could say through, through the, as an instrument of God, she, she could stand toe to toe with the papacy. All those female saints pray for us. We need to talk about them too. Our mothers in the faith. Oh, absolutely. Deacon Justin, in fact, I believe the last time I had the privilege of talking to Sister Miriam Heidlin, she was on retreat leading a retreat for priests. She was the retreat leader. So you're right. There are incredible roles that we as women can play. Well, let me then just ask this question and throw this in here. If we're looking at church history, if we open up Romans chapter 16, uh, it talks about a servant, a deaconess named Phoebe. So I think many people go to that and they go, ho, ho, wait a second now. But there were deacons that were women in the church. Mm-hmm. So if there were female deacons, then why why does that not you know relate to this day and age? Why aren't there female deacons? Yeah, that's a great question. And it should be good for us to discuss these things. I think too often in this in this culture now people shut each other down or or cancel each other because they don't agree mm-hmm. well no let's let's talk okay we have it says here in 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 chapter 16 i commend to you our sister phoebe a servant of the church that you may welcome her in the lord in a way worthy of the saints and help her in whatever she may need from you for she has been a patron of many and of myself as well and this is actually the bible i have from the augustine institute but where it says servant, there's a little mark that says deaconess, because in, in, in Greek, one of the words is diakonos, where we get the word deacon. The understanding of the, of the deacon and deaconess was different back then. We got to put this in the historical context of the church being formed. This is the early church. This is mere decades after the ascension of our Lord, which we will celebrate very soon. Mm-hmm. So back then, for example... When we, were, when we were baptizing people, people were not clothed, so they needed servants to help them. Men for the newly baptized men, and women for the newly baptized women. And they would be considered sort of, you know, deacons and deaconesses. So the understanding of that, you know, this is, a, again, the early church, so we have to put that in its historical context. Uh, it wasn't what the diaconate looks like now. 
All right. Well, that is wonderful information to know. So many questions. I think that uh, very easily you could have spent a whole semester classwork in trying to understand the history of our deacons and then the priesthood and still have more questions. Before we go, uh, Deacon Justin, you know, I had spoken uh, yesterday on the show in our announcements. The Archdiocese is inviting the entire community to the diaconate ordination of Mm -hmm. James Ladkoff. Coming up on Saturday, boy, leading up to this last week, just a few days away to his diaconate ordination. What's that like? You having gone through that not too long ago. Yeah, it was only, it was only last September. It really wasn't that long ago. You know, every, every, every guy approaches it probably in a different way. You know, just like how formation is, you know, it's not cookie cutter. We're not all the same. We're not clones. Um, I'm very happy for, for James. Uh, he, he and I originally are from Holy Trinity out in Beaverton. So shout out to them. Uh, we entered together. Uh, and even though we're equal in terms of formation, we entered the same grade level. He's, he's very much, he's got a few years on me. He's, he's also not, he's a big brother to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure right now there's probably so many things going through his mind. You know, there's kind of a flurry, at least for me, it was, there was that excitement and maybe a little, you know, there was that anticipation, maybe a little bit of like, not worry, but a little bit of like, Oh, you know, kind of a, almost a, like an anxiousness, you know, mm-hmm. of, of it. Um, but that is today, that is to say it's a very joyful occasion. And I, I would ask all who are listening, please come if you can, it's at the cathedral. We would love for the Royal priesthood to come as a local church to bear witness to an ordination. It's, it is, this is, if this doesn't sound too strong, it's one of the most Catholic things you could you oh. could see is an ordination. Absolutely. You know, while the Easter Vigil is like the mass of masses, which it is, it's a very beautiful mass. I think an ordination is like right up there. I think with that is just wow, what you see and 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 if you come, listen to the prayers of ordination. Like of course, watch, witness that, but but really internalize and pray with that too, as the royal priesthood together praying for a man to become part of the ministerial priesthood. I'm sure my brother, maybe he's. Maybe he's anxious about how he's going to be a good servant to to all of us to to these to this local church. Oh. Please pray for James. Absolutely, Deacon Justin. Thank you so much for your time today. This was a big topic, but yeah. you've done such a beautiful job in just helping us along. I'm sure for many there are still so many questions, and sure. we just pray that well, God fill us with well what we need to understand about these things that our church offers us. Thanks so much for your time today. Of course. It is 825 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Wednesday morning. Don't forget, if you haven't done so yet, please download our free Hail Mary media app. It is loaded with information, prayers, videos, podcasts. It's all there for you. It is the free Hail Mary media app. All the details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice, 
For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matraday Radio. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Matraday Radio. 827 at Matraday Radio, and where did the Blazers end up in the draft lottery? We'll tell you in the news. And there was nothing the state of Oregon can do when SNAP benefits were lost to skimming fraud. Now nearly a dozen states have approval to refund the victims. I'll tell you where we stand here in Oregon in three minutes. Here is Matt Marr and Clean Heart. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I woke up this morning, the whole world was yelling. I wish I was dreaming, oh, that we'd been through. My soul has been searching for some deeper meaning. I know there's a kindness that leads me to the truth. When everybody's looking for another fight, when trouble's on the rise, no end in sight. Oh, Savior, won't you come and make the wrong things right? Let me be the place you start. Give me a clean heart. Let me be the place 
Heart. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news this morning, it was quite the fire in southwest Portland's Goose Hollow neighborhood yesterday. Firefighters responding to a four-alarm blaze at an old apartment building around 10 a.m., It forced the closure of nearby I-405 throughout the afternoon. Thanks to the quick work of Portland Fire and Rescue, all occupants at the 60-unit building got out safely. Fire's cause is unknown at this time, but the blaze appears to have started on the third floor and jumped to the fourth, according to Portland Fire. There were multiple explosions, and one firefighter was hit by flying glass. But despite a cut on his forehead, he was able to continue to work. Because of the structure, it's so old, fire officials are concerned about the fire-gutted structure collapsing. Wow. So again, you know, obviously streets are going to be closed around that area for a time. And, uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to have to take the building down, what the circumstances will be. That's probably... The case. Yeah, the case, given the circumstances, but we'll see. That was an incredible fire because we were watching video of it and flames. You said you watched it and it the third floor, fourth floor exploded the windows. Yeah, just amazing to see. I mean, yeah, scary, but fortunately. Fortunately, everyone was out safely, including somebody's pet. We saw them carrying, firefighters carrying the dog out of a window and that it didn't spread because, boy, those buildings are real close together. It could have been much worse. So thank you to our first responders for... uh, Taking care of everyone. Tough, though, for those who are displaced. 60 units. Yeah, 60 units. So uh, obviously they're going to need some help there. Well, six months after Pope Francis dismissed its top administrators, Caritas International's new leader team elected Alistair Dutton, who also serves on the board of Jesuit Refugee Services as its new general secretary. He is now tasked with leading the second largest humanitarian aid organization in the world till 2027. Now, Caritas International is the church's main charitable arm made up of a confederation of more than 160 Catholic charities operating in 200 countries and territories. Dutton first worked with Caritas in 1996 and spent five years as Caritas International's humanitarian director. He was a former novice with the Jesuits and holds master's degree in philosophy and politics and economics from the University of Oxford. So during the assembly, Archbishop Tarsisis Kikuchi of Tokyo was elected to serve as the new president of the organization. And U.S. bishops say federal regulators with the Food and Drug Administration should reject proposals over the counter-use of oral contraceptives. They echo other critics who say the church's side effects means patients should have physician supervision while taking the drug. Bishop Robert Barron of Winona, Rochester, and chairman of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee on Lady, Marriage, Family, Life, and Youth said it is concerning 
that the FDA has a recommendation before it to approve over-the-counter hormonal contraception when there is strong evidence of the many harmful risks to women's health. Well, it's a reminder of just how careful you have to be when you're playing in or near the ocean on a warm, sunny day. Officials from the Cannon Beach Fire District on the Oregon coast say that a Beaverton High School student who lost his life on Friday was wading knee-deep in the water when he was hit by a wave and pulled out to sea by an intense rip current, unable to make it back to shore. Two of his friends were able to escape the water, and a third was saved by a rescue swimmer. Rip currents are a frequent cause of emergency calls to the Cannon Beach Fire District. Officials there say they say children should never be alone. They should be in arm's reach of their parents, and everyone, even adults, should be paired with someone else if planning to enter the water. And a good phrase, too, to remember, they say, is when in doubt, don't go out. So if you find yourself caught in a rip current, you should stay calm. Don't fight the current. Instead, swim parallel to the shore until you're out of the rip current. Then swim back to shore if you can, or just float or tread water and wait for help. So again, uh, the the teens were not swimming. They were just waiting, essentially, when they got hit by the wave and then pulled out. But again, it just shows you how dangerous it can be, and you got to be so careful. Oh, Bruce prayers for mm-hmm. his soul and for the family and his fellow students Absolutely. who now go into their graduation with this uh, this morning, this loss. Well, starting later this month, Oregon will begin replacing SNAP or food stamp benefits stolen due to skimming fraud. Until now, the state has declined to reimburse low-income families. Fraudsters are stealing the food stamp benefits by secretly installing devices on ATM readers that copy the card numbers and PIN numbers, send them back to thieves who then create fake cards and drain accounts. This so-called skimming can be devastating to households already struggling to make ends meet, especially because states like Oregon have declined to reimburse victims. Well, late last year, Congress approved a spending bill that allows food stampers, SNAP recipients, to be reimbursed for stolen benefits. Now, more than a dozen states, including Oregon, have approval to begin refunding victims. Oregon will begin replacing SNAP benefits for victims of skimming fraud on May 22nd. That's just a few days away. Mm -hmm. The state will reimburse those losses going back to October 1st of 2022. Benefits stolen before that date will not be replaced. So people who had benefits stolen due to skimming should request replacement benefits immediately. All right. Well, in sports, it was an exciting night for Portland Trailblazers fans. The NBA held its lottery show to determine the team's ranking in the upcoming draft, and the Trailblazers will pick third. Yes, third. That's uh, You can let the speculation begin now there, because many people feel it's a pretty high pick, picking third. Sure. But uh, some think that Portland should move that pick and just get some veteran players with the other teams, trading that pick to other teams, or do you take the third pick in the draft and pick a rookie? What do you well, do? Well, you know, David, thinking back now, correct me if I'm wrong, it was a little while back, but I remember that the Trailblazers got the first pick mm-hmm. and got themselves a very tall ball player that did not work out very well for the team. That's so, true, yeah. Yeah, it might be worth getting a known talent. Yeah. 
So we'll see yeah, what happens. See what happens. Go there. either way. Number number one pick, by the way, went to the San Antonio Spurs. Second pick to the Charlotte Hornets. Speaking of the NBA, the Western Conference Finals got underway last night with Denver hosting Los Angeles, and it was the Nuggets getting the Game 1 win over the Lakers. Final there, 132-126. to 126. Game 2 tomorrow night in Denver. And the Eastern Conference Finals get started tonight with the Boston Celtics hosting the Miami Heat. Well, as Notre Dame in Paris continues to be restored on track for its late 2024 reopening, the faithful have taken to sharing images of the iconic French cathedral's bells in anticipation of hearing them ring once again through France's capital. Now, the image, though, was taken many years ago, shows nine of the bells arranged in size order with the largest really dwarfing the men in uh, the procession. Now, many may not know, however, that each bell bears a name, also inscriptions that relate to the monikers. Now, some of them allude to saints and biblical figures, while others pay homage to influential Catholics of France. But each one is a unique piece of French cultural history. So these are their names. All right. In order. Yes. Now, the largest bell pictured in the front and center is named Emmanuel. And if you go to Alatea.org, you'll see the picture of these bells. <laughs> They're incredible looking. Yeah. Now, it's easy to spot Emmanuel because it looks a bit older, not as shiny as the rest. This is because it is the only of Notre Dame's bells to have survived the French Revolution. That's incredible. That's incredible. Followed by uh, Emmanuel is Marie. Now, Marie is inscribed with a Hail Mary prayer in French, which sits alongside an image of the mother and child surrounded by stars. This bell comes in at a mere 13,278 pounds. Now, following that in order comes Gabriel, named for the archangel, sure. then Anne Genevieve, named for both the mother of Mary, St. Anne, and St. Genevieve, the mm -hmm. patroness of Paris. Then there's Dennis the Menace. They don't <laughs> yeah. call him that. They call him St. Dennis because okay. he was the first bishop of Paris and a martyr. Oh, so all right. he has a yeah. bell. Marcel, also a bishop of Paris, is next. And then Etienne. Mm -hmm. Or as Archbishop of Seattle says, Achen. Mm -hmm. And that is the French name of Stephen. Right. So that one is named for St. Stephen. Okay. Up next then is the most recently named be uh, uh, bell on the list, Benoit Joseph, which pays a tribute to Pope Benedict XVI. Then bringing up the end is Maurice, another bishop. And then finally, Little Jean-Marie, mm -hmm. named for the Cardinal Jean-Marie Lustinger. This final bell weighs in at a mere 1,724 pounds. Nice. Just a little bell, apparently. Yeah. So I did a quick calculation, added up uh, approximately how much all of them weigh together. You're looking at uh, having to support about 32 tons of bells. It's a lot of bells. Not to mention all yeah. of the smaller ones that would also go along with them. So... That's a lot of support. Yeah. So next time we have our good friend Ken Hellenius on, yes. I'm going to ask him if he knows the names of the Bells at Notre Dame. Now, of course, he's at Notre Dame University in South Bend, Indiana. This is the cathedral in France, but obviously the name there is the same. But just, you know, he's such a wealth, okay. of, just a wealth of knowledge. I'm just kind of curious. So I'm going to hold this article yeah. out and we'll keep it in here next time yeah. Ken's on when we're keeping remind up with me. Ken. Yep. Yeah, we'll find out what he knows. All right.
It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And something for your calendar, May 26th, running through the weekend is the Two Become One Retreat at Mount Angel Abbey Guest House. This is for engaged and married couples. This retreat will offer opportunities to focus on learning how to respond to God's call to marital holiness. There will be talks by Father Matt Libra, Brother Louis Nguyen, and Linda Olson and Counselor Patricia Mackey. And the retreat will include two tracks, one for engaged couple, one for married couples. The weekend qualifies for marriage preparation the Archdiocese of Portland. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. So what you're telling me, if somebody asks, do we get credit for this? The answer is yes. Yes, you there, do. There you go. Very That's important. Perfect. So we have a, a second cup coming up. That's right. David, are you happy at your job? Yeah. Okay. Well, you probably do some of these seven simple things to have happiness during right. the day. We're going to talk about that after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. You can't hear him, or are you just not listening? One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. St. Benedict opens up his rule with these words. Listen carefully, my son, to your master's precepts and incline the ear of your heart. So often, the ears of our heart are deafened by all the noise around us. When this happens, it becomes very difficult to discern God's voice guiding our lives, and we are left blind and deaf to his will. As St. Benedict encourages us, it is only in the silence of contemplation that the ears of our heart can be open and we can hear the gentle movement of God and discern His will. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. Have the ears of your heart gone deaf? Taking the time and silence to listen for His voice is the first step in cultivating a deep friendship with the one true God. Support from Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. It is 8.45 at Mater Day Radio. Well, going to be a warm day today. So sunny, we could hit 90 again. That would be five, count them, five 90-degree days in May. Uh, that blows by the record. 
which was oh yeah yeah i think we broke the record at four so we could we could add to the record let's put it that way increasing clouds tonight low of 63 mostly sunny thursday high of 87 85 friday 83 saturday sunday 73 so Ooh, that's big a bit change. of a cool down there. Yeah. And 73 is actually about the average for May. So, is it really? Yeah. So we're getting back to average, I guess. Okay. Sounds good. Well, currently it's a nice cool morning, 63 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And 64 degrees at St. John the Apostle in Oregon City. Are you ready for a second cup of the morning, Glenn? Here's David and Brenda. Well, David, it feels like our lineup's been really full this past uh, kind of a week. We haven't had an opportunity to talk too much, have that second cup that, you know, I always look forward Mm -hmm. to. Now, I have put a lid on my coffee cup now, though. I'm not drinking any more of it because uh, as a uh, station, we're going to be having a mass celebrated downstairs directly below me in the uh, studio here. So I'm not going to drink any more coffee because I want to have a fast so I can receive communion. And then we're going to have our own May crowning. Yeah, that'll be nice. These are some of the things. There are a lot of things that make working here at Mater Day very Mm -hmm. wonderful. But these are some of the things that really we look forward to that builds up our own spiritual life and also kind of builds our team up together. We pray for each other and we celebrate Mass and then have a a, a nice May crowning. And it's wonderful to be able to invite our priests. Is Father Peter is coming today, I believe. That's correct, yeah. So it's, a, it's just one of those ways that makes our day here just wonderful to work at. And it's never the days are never exactly the same because we have volunteers coming in, guests come in, and it's just a wide variety of things. But I found this article, again, alatea.org, put together this article. It comes from uh, an article called The Conversation. This British uh, psychologist found these are simple ways that you can have a happy workplace. Yeah. You know, you think about these things. And uh, I know that when we would have the share we'd have the breaks in the middle of the days. This first tip was one that I would try to do almost every day. But if not, you know, still a little bit of time during the day. David, you do this. Get active. Oh, See, I was going to go the other direction. I thought you were going to say take a nap. Take a nap. No. <laughs> yes. Okay. Get active. Get active. Get, yes. Oh, you know, people, for a lot of people right. behind their desk... They spend hours, and we I spend a lot of hours looking at, you know, audio and, and editing. They say you've got to get up and move about. That's right. Just kind of keeping your energy up. Uh, a good brisk walk, I think, works just as good as a big cup of coffee in getting your blood moving. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Got to get moving. The second thing he said that is important, and I think uh, employers, especially tech employers, are kind of figuring this out because everybody's been wanting to work remotely. Well, and they're bringing everybody back because one of the ways to find happiness at work is to build work relationships. Mm. Connecting with coworkers is another great way to feel happy at work. Right. In fact, the author of the study believes that the more you invest in your relationships at work, the more enjoyable you find your day. Yep. Isn't that interesting? I think that was kind of a thing that these tech companies were finding out. Many companies were that while the work was getting done, those little spontaneous conversations that happen, maybe over, you know, in the kitchen area, warming lunch, uh, getting a cup of coffee, filling your water bottle, you, you just run across people 
And then that's where little conversations strike yep. up. You find out how each other's doing. Ideas mm-hmm. maybe come alive mm-hmm. through those types of things. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. No, absolutely. Just keep that, uh, that you know, teamwork feeling going then at that point. Uh, this one is fun. We'll go with uh, old dog, new tricks. Yeah. Because what the article says is to find an enjoyment in your daily life at work. Increase your skills. Mm. Find something new to learn. Oh, okay. Now, of course, uh, some of it can be very hard because, like, for what Sarah does is our digital media manager. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'd have a hard time learning those skills. But there is a creativity there that by having uh, her as our, our digital media director, it does kind of uh, learn ideas, learn ways to to put things out there on the web, how to you know get the podcast more noticeable. Those are things that she's helping us learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun to do that. <clears throat> All right, as we go uh, on, there's two one two here. Okay. First is stay in the now. And spot the positives. Yeah. Okay. You know, a lot of work life plans for the future, but we also have to be present for what's going on in the workplace right now. Okay. You got to do it. Even if you're at home too, you're going to plan, you know, long term, but boy, sitting right now in the afternoon after work, being with a family. Yeah. Live right now Mm -hmm. and find the positives in life. There's Uh, always. That's really important. There's always ways that'll bring you down. Yeah. And then resist bad habits, wasting mm. time. Don't be getting on your, your phone to, to search for, you know, things that don't apply, right? Try, yeah. try not to get into those bad habits sure. because, yeah, that's not good for work. And then they do say, though, watch your hours. Now, this is much easier said than done, but it is important to know when it's time to switch off from work. Well, this may mean setting realistic deadlines, trying to work more efficiently, or sometimes well, say no to things that, that have been brought before you mm-hmm. and then be able to shut it off and then, you know, go home. Now, sometimes yeah. people go, okay, I do need to answer a couple more emails. Fine. But don't let that take over the rest of your evening. Yeah, I think that's easy. Oh, yeah. Just you've, you've got to have that balance. There's the balance that you need in life. Always. That's part of it. And uh, as we do here at Mater Day Radio, and you can do this at work, even if you can't do it all together, take time in the middle of the day to pray. Oh, very nice. Maybe yeah. as you're doing your, your, a little walk around yeah. your building. Yep. Perfect so idea. Some, some simple ways to find happiness during the day. We hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Join Mater Day Radio and Sister Anne Marie Warren in a prayer for vocations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Holy Spirit, Spirit of wisdom and divine love, impart your knowledge, understanding, and counsel to youth that they may know the vocation wherein they can best serve God. Give them courage and strength to follow God's holy will. 
guide their uncertain steps, strengthen their resolutions, shield their chastity, fashion their minds, conquer their hearts, and lead them to the vineyards where they will labor in God's holy service. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 855 Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast today. Sunny skies, high near 90 degrees. Increasing clouds tonight, low of 63. Then mostly sunny skies for Thursday, high of 87. 85 for Friday. Weekend a little cooler, so that'll be nice. It is currently 63 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show, here is St. Israel, Unstoppable God. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I wish I knew when this mountain in my way is going to move. Hope it's okay to tell the truth. Sometimes the doubt starts to win Yeah, I'd be lying if I told you I was anything but weak Right now my struggle's all I see But I'm not giving in My story will not end in defeat Cause nothing can stop an unstoppable God He's not afraid of impossible
That is Sanctus Real and Unstoppable God. It's 8.59 at Mater Dei Radio. Hey, that's going to wrap it up for the morning blend on this beautiful Wednesday, maybe heading to another high of 90 degrees today. You ready for it? I am. Yeah? Just because I know coming after this, we got that nice little ease slide down into more spring-like temperatures. Yeah, how's the yard doing? Looks good. Good. Just nice. four more little baskets that have to go up, and I am ready to enjoy the rest <laughs> right. of the summer. There you go. You are almost there. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. We hope you have a very blessed day.